Welcome to The Listcast, a podcast that sees two buddies create and curate the perfect top 10 list. So, welcome to the podcast. Once again, here we are, standing tall this time of our smart standing desks, broadcasting across the waves, across the seas, across the air to each other. How are you doing, Alex? I'm all right, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's been, uh, how many weeks has it been now? Like three weeks coming up? I think like 75. 70, it does feel like 75, doesn't it? Mm. Um, how, are you, how are you finding the... Uh, the lockdown well it's not really a lockdown is it in the uk they've advised not to go outside but they haven't really enforced it so much yeah i think i think it's a recommendation isn't it it's a recommendation yeah you're like yeah but what are you what are you doing to keep busy how are you keeping your energy levels you know zinging well i'm trying to do um trying to do my stretches trying to do a a little bit of yoga now um because finding working at my desk is not optimal in terms of uh being sure. old um so uh yeah doing that sort of thing occasional workout um going on my my hourly walk um oh, god you sound way more active than me now i'm depressed i was fine before we started talking about this yeah i i would try i'm trying to like i am trying to stay physically active because it's yeah easy to just sort of turn lots lots stuff. of lots of reading lots of yeah, watching yeah, yeah. of stuff yeah, loads of reading. I really, uh, i tell you what, I picked mm. up a 1903 edition of Oliver Twist. Oh. And uh, and I realised I've never actually read Oliver Twist. And I've been reading it, and it's great. It's like a Netflix special, but better. I, I remember reading it. So I remember years ago, my mum instilled that my sister and I read the kind of classics. <laughs> but to entice yeah. us in, she got us like the abridged versions. Uh, and... I remember reading this, and they were also, you know, accompanied by illustrations, which were quite nice. But I just remember the difference between reading Treasure Island as a child, and then actually when I read it, and I was like, this, literally, the one I read cuts the book in half, and there's huge pivotal moments that I just completely glossed over. So in my mind, I remember I was in an English class, and someone said, oh, you know, have you read Treasure Island? And I was like, yeah, 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 I remember it. And uh, I was like, it's about the guy who goes to stay with his uncle. And um, and that was it, really, wasn't it? And they were like, well, didn't you get to the bit where, you know, they, they're on the high seas and whatnot? I was like, no. <laughs> no, I, I don't don't recall that bit. Um, it's tough, man. Like, going back to reading those... The proper... duping, it's duping kids. That's what it's doing. It is duping. Yeah, exactly. It's patronising for those kids. Bloody right it is. I, think I we wanted to teach, read. Yeah, I think we should just teach kids how to speak pirate from... From an early age. From an early age. Well, there is a National Pirate Day, isn't there? Isn't there? Yeah. Well, national let's... sort of like a... I hate that, though. There's a National Day for bloody everything, isn't there? Was it National Pirate Day? When is it? I think it's in May, maybe? I, I don't know. Oh, no. It's the 19th of September. I don't think it's something I celebrate particularly often. Um, but any of these days, in fact. I celebrate my birthday. Christmas. That's so... You celebrate birthday and Christmas, yeah. What about Easter? It's gonna be a well, weird one celebrating I mean, Easter this we, year, isn't it? Exactly. What are you what are you doing for Easter this year? I mean it's coming up, isn't it? Well yeah, it's next Sunday. It's a week today. Right, I can't wait to have that that family, you know, meal, that roast dinner. 
Well, I'm actually going to do a... So I'm actually still going to do an egg hunt. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hide an egg around my sister's neighbourhood. And I'm going to send her a little clue and then she can go find it when she takes her dog for a walk. Is that... But aren't you still cross-contaminating the egg, potentially? I mean, I'm... Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'll... Maybe I'll draw a picture of an egg, but I won't tell her that. And then when she finds it, she'll be doubly disappointed. <laughs> oh, this is what you need to do. You need to, um, you need to develop a some kind of algorithm, yeah. whereby she can use AR. But she goes to the coordinates that you give her, and she has to show shine her phone in that location, and an egg, a virtual egg, will pop up. Oh, I or mean, would, yeah, or, or just don't, I suppose. Or, 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 do you know what I'm going to do, though? Right. I'm going to paint an egg. Quite enjoy painting eggs around Easter time. Well, Have you done that? Ever uh, painted? Not something I'm remotely interested in doing. You could, But you could paint anything, Ralph. You could paint anything on an egg. Yeah, but I could paint anything on a piece of paper. I mean, yeah, but it wouldn't be an egg. It's not special. Yeah, I mean, um, I reckon that the Easter bunny doesn't have COVID-19. So I reckon if you leave up, if you leave up the Easter bunny, then everyone will get their eggs and we don't need to worry about it. But... You know. Yeah, that's, this is going to be a really hard one for parents to pull off, isn't it? Yeah. Like, they're going to be like, all oh, these kids will be like, where are my Easter eggs? We're like, oh, uh, the Easter bunny thinks you were a little shit this year. So, um, sorry, no eggs for you. Oh, by the way, you can't go outside. Imagine if this is still going on at Christmas time. Don't even, do not even talk like that. Thank sorry. you. Sorry, sorry, listeners. Only no, right here. Positive, yes. So, anyway, yeah. so I think. How so we've been we've been given a few you know I think people are you know entertaining themselves obviously people have been listening to the podcast which we're very grateful for thank you for doing that uh, please share amongst your other uh, either cohabitors or friends who you know you think they just want to pick me up uh, and to hear two idiots ramble on about various topics but we've had a few uh, suggestions come down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Come down the, the Mario pipeline, and um, I don't know. Do you want to put these into a a bundle and draw out as we usually do, or shall we just decide which one? Because I think we have an inkling which one we yeah. kind of want to do, don't we? I think it's hard to do that virtually. So I think we. I it's think hard, isn't it? During yeah. these these tough times, I think we go with the ones that we think okay. are most relevant to people at home right now. Okay. Well, and we, okay. Good. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm with you on this one. Um, so we're going to pop the shoe of power away for the, it's in, it's, it's, it's high, it's, uh, it's not hibernating. It's not what shoes do. Uh, it's isolating. Yes. The shoe is isolating. Yes. So. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and it's, it lives on its own because it's only one shoe as well. Yeah. Oh. So poor blighter. Poor, poor shoe. Poor shoe. Uh, okay. So then. I think, and as you say, I think the one we've chosen is relevant. Mm-hmm. So we're in agreement that we yeah. are going to talk about biscuits. Yes, and, yes. Who, and who recommended that? That was oh crikey, hang on, let me look at my notes. I think that was Rory. Yeah, it was Rory from from Peckham in 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 the UK in London. Wow, yeah, we are we are going almost almost. Well, I'm beyond our own counties now. Oh, yeah. Gosh, this is off. huge. All right. Um, Thank you, Yeah, Rory. so good, good shout, Rory. That's a, I really like this one. Um, I think, you know, I don't know about you, but I've been consuming quite a lot of tea 
uh, over this time. And I think a biscuit is a per- perfect accompaniment to tea, but we'll get into that later on. So let's take five minutes yep. and, um, and then come back and yep. do the... Okay, great. So, uh, yeah, all right, we'll shut down CM5. Okay, so we are back. Um, we're live and uh, we need to do Paper, Scissors, Stone. But as you know, we can't do Paper, Scissors, Stone because we're completely incapable of doing it remotely. We can do it. It's going to work this time. Have faith. Come on. I've been practicing my hand gestures all week. Okay, right. So on three? That sounds really wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> um, on three. So one, two, then we do, do it. it. Okay. okay. All right. One, two, Scissors. Scissors. Okay. okay. Again. One, two. Stone. Stone. Oh, okay. One, two. Scissors, Scissors again. Oh, God, All this right. is going to go on for a while, isn't it? Okay, last one. Come on. One, two. Paper. Scissors. Oh, you win. There you go. Go oh, That is. Oh, how, yeah, how entertaining. That's a battle of wit, you know. Anyway, it feels um, like when you're doing the one, two, three, it's like I'm kind of quite snappy with it. And I'm, I'm bringing my hand down quite quickly, like I'm like I'm hitting a snare drum. But yeah. you're taking these like mighty kind of Thor like <laughs> battle swings. And so it really confuses me. Well, it could be, I'm just like because it looks like you're behind me. So it looks like you're, that you're going to cheat. And I'm, I'm putting trust. Oh, in Oh, I see. Oh, I don't have to trust, trust that, that you're not cheating. I anything. see, I see. Maybe this uh, isolation is making you paranoid. Probably is. I mean, I'm spending... I mean, I was going to mention the tinfoil hat you're wearing on your head, but uh, I, I didn't think it was appropriate. I know, I know. It's, um, they got me tapped. You tapped, man. They got well, me tapped. Um, uh, right. So you, you're going first. Yes. All right. Okay. Look, I'm, going go, I'm, I'm going to go straight in with an absolute banger. <laughs> A biscuit banger. Yeah, a biscuit banger. <laughs> so yeah, absolute biscuit banger to begin. Um, I'm going for a biscuit which actually was developed in 1627 up oh. in Yorkshire, Yorkshire. Oh, oh okay. Um, up in the um, the Shire up there. Yeah. And it's it's an absolute classic, and I think it works very well with your whole tea um, tea drinking partnership. Yeah. In that it's actually called the Rich Tea Biscuit. Oh, a classic. An absolute so, classic. It, so at first you have a Rich Tea Biscuit and you think it's a little bit plain. But but then it has this sort of slight aftertaste of um, wholesome goodness. Almost like a warming of the chest. And <laughs> Very and then, nice. Uh, and when you dip it in the tea... <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's the usual thing where, where it can withstand quite a lot of tea. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have What's, to be uh, careful. It, you, you're, you're looking at probably half a second in the tea, right? Maybe, no, maybe, maybe up no, to... No, you can, you, can, you can dunk that bad boy for a while. But if it goes limp... Yeah, no one wants a limp you're biscuit. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. No one likes limp biscuit, eh? No, no. Um, definitely not. But um, Just keep rolling with it. Yeah, I was. I, my brain was like trying to think of a of a tune and failing. Um, but yeah, don't don't break stuff. Mm. Come on, in together now. So, <clears throat> I, uh, I I'm a big fan of these simple, effective, mm. um, 
they were, yes, yeah, so it's a 17th century biscuit. Mm, uh, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, McVitie's, obviously. So it's McVitie's. Have they been going since the 17th century? Yeah, apparently wow, so. Wow, that's... I mean, I could be wrong here, but... That's, uh, some, uh, that's some biscuit trivia. I like that. That's good. Yeah. So yeah. I get really, I get really uh, annoyed when people... I think it's the same kind of vibe I get when you say to someone my favourite flavour of ice cream is vanilla and they look at you like oh god you're so boring oh, I can't believe you'd put that in your mouth but I get the same reaction with rich tea because I think rich, rich tea as you have rightly said is a, is a classic is a classic biscuit and I think going back to the 17th century just proves how much of a classic this is um, mm. but people people don't like it Ralph they're, they're, they're sort of like, oh, they turn the nose up at it. They're like, oh, it's not covered in chocolate, hence it's not a real biscuit. And do you know what I say to those people? Get in the bin. It's a great biscuit. It is a great biscuit. And do you I know, just had to get that off my chest, I'm sorry. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely agree with you. And do you know how many of these biscuits are made every single day? Probably not no, right but now. I want, but I want to know. I really want to know. Take a wild guess. The biscuit. Um, okay, okay, let's think. So there's what? Uh, how many biscuits are in your, cl- your, your your classic pack of rich tea? There's about 32 biscuits, I'm going to say, because they're quite thin. It's actually an average pack. People in the UK drink a lot of tea. I think a vast percentage of those guys are dunkers. So, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go high. I'm going to say something insane, like 6 million biscuits are made a day. 27 million rich tea biscuits. Whoa. It's global, that, baby, isn't it? That's a lot. Of course it is. Global. Yeah, that's true. I didn't I didn't global. calculate the rest of the world into this uh, faction. Mm-hmm. But but hey, look, I mean, that's what I've got oh. to say about them. It sounds like we're both on the same the same boat. Uh, of those of that sorry, of those 27 million biscuits. Yes. How many do you think if push comes to the shove, how many of those do you think you could eat in a single day? How many rich tea biscuits do you think you could consume? You can take a break. I'm not saying all in one go. I don't want to give you indigestion. Terrible. Um, but how many I do you think? You know, a packet for breakfast, a packet for lunch, a packet for dinner. Oh, that's interesting how you're, how you're, you're putting it out like that. So we're talking up to 100 a day, I reckon. 100 a day. Mm. 100 in a, in a day. In a day, yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, I think I could. Mm, could I do more? It depends. I think it would be easier to have with tea because obviously they become soggier. It is. It is estimated that fifty-two McVitie's biscuits are consumed every second. So, wow. Yeah. There you go. That's a fact for you. Mm, thank you. I enjoyed that fact. Right. Well, thank you for starting us off on such a, a rocket. Brilliant. Straight in at number one. Right. Go ahead. The classic rich tea. Um, okay. So I'm going to go with... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the scene for you first, okay? Yeah. So I think the reason I have chosen this biscuit is heavily steeped in nostalgia. And when I was smaller than I am now, I would spend time at my nanny's house and she was like, in my eyes, she was like, she's just the coolest person, right? She was awesome. She was such a, she was just awesome. And my grandfather was an electrician and he had a workshop in their house. 
So I can distinctly remember the path I would take when I went around there and I would walk into the room and his workbench with all his tools would be meticulously lined out to the left-hand side. To the right, there was this like weird office and I remember it had a, a st- like a stamper thing, a date stamper, which I was moderately obsessed with and he used to get really angry because I'd run all the ink out by stamping on papers. But to the right of the workbench was a it was a little cupboard right and it had sort of like this gauze or 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 very very fine chicken wire over this cupboard okay Okay. and i would open it up and that is where the stash of pink wafer biscuits would be i was really hoping that inside the cupboard was like another cupboard (laughs) there was another cupboard there was another cupboard and a solitary, <laughs> a solitary crumb of a biscuit. Remained. And then Alex fell into a rabbit hole. And, anyway. But it was, but it was, it, but I think this is the important thing because it was, it was this rigmarole. It was this kind of adventure because it almost felt like I was cracking a safe to mm. get into this cupboard, even though I know I was just opening the door. Um, yeah. But it was a very small cupboard, and you had to clamber up on a little shelf to get there as well. And because I, well, probably because of my size at that time, to be honest, you probably didn't need to do that. But I did. Uh, and I'm making it sound like I'm, uh, you know, a biscuit thief. I'm doing like a, a heist. This isn't the case. I was always given permission beforehand. 90% of the time given permission beforehand. There were a few sneaky solo expeditions. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I would open this cupboard up and she would always have not one or two packs of pink wafer biscuits. We're talking like 12 packs, right? Mm-hmm. Like so many of them. And... Every time I hear someone talk about this biscuit or I see it in the supermarket shelf, uh, my mind is instantly catapulted to this this beautiful memory I have. Um, now, the one caveat I will say about this is I think they're disgusting. I do not like these biscuits okay. because they're basically – I had one – um, maybe about a year ago, I reckon. I think I was at a party and someone had, you know, the, the classic – platter of uh, party biscuits and pink wafers kind of go into that genre i think and i took a bite and it was just like well this is just like pink dust but it's it is horrible it tastes like cardboard it's so manufactured it's unreal and it just leaves a really horrible taste in your mouth mm-hmm. but i still have this lovely uh image of them in my mind so so yeah where do you where do you stand on on pink wafers yeah, I've got a similar memory to you. Like, I remember when I was a kid thinking, you know, because of the colour and stuff. How can you have a similar memory to me when I've just <laughs> orchestrated this, like, beautiful, very personal memory to me? And you've got, yeah, no, the same. Yeah, yeah, same. No, yeah, dude, same. everyone had that, mate. That's like... Yeah, my, my, gra- my grandma kept uh, kept uh, a wartime rationing amount of pink wafers in a small cupboard as well. No, I, I was thinking... I don't feel special or, anymore. Right? I was thinking more about your negative... Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. about them like like I was attracted to them because it was a bright color and I thought that was interesting it was a unique shape and I anything that you can separate I quite like um oh, yeah. yeah but fundamentally I can remember tasting that I probably haven't had one for like 20 years right but like mm-hmm. tasting them now I'm doing it I'm mentally doing it I'm thinking Flavor's okay-ish, um, but the texture and stuff is really, yeah, like, disappointing. Mm. It's, like, mm. unsatisfying, and it yeah. leaves you feeling a little bit sick, and you're just like, what was the point in that? Yeah, right. Yeah, completely. Agreed. Yeah. 
So, wow. I mean, you no, do realize it's our five favorite biscuits, not ours. Well, no, but it is my favorite. It, I honestly do put that in my favorite biscuit, but simply for the memory. Okay. And what, like what, what, a, a, yeah, what's the name? Pink Wafers. That is called Pink Wafers. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if they ever did something with the um, uh, Pink Panther. So they were so again. This is an old school biscuit, man. Like they, um, so they were invented by a guy called William Crawford in a small shop in in Edinburgh in 1813. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. You got so a, there. You go. You so I mean, you know, again, a classic, an absolute classic. But it it does kind of fill you with a slight um, mistrust when you read things like a wafer biscuit with a pink filling. They don't mention what that filling is. They just say a pink filling. Mm. Uh, could it be crushed flamingos, perhaps? <laughs> the fact that it, when was it invented? 1813? 1813, yeah. So, I mean, they put anything in back then. It's like tomato ketchup, yeah. right? Back in when it was invented. They used I to mean, it's, va- it's vanilla-flavoured cream, isn't it? It's the same stuff that's in a custard cream, but they've just dyed it pink, I'm assuming. Probably right. But yeah, um, yeah, tomato ketchup, when that was invented, um, they used to just take all the old rotten tomatoes and they were like, what can we do with this surplus supply? And they started just like mashing it up in a big vat. And that's how the first ketchup came about. No way. I did not know that. So back in the day, who knows what they're putting in this stuff? Do you know what I mean? Humans. Probably body parts, yeah. Probably body parts, yeah. Um, Okay. Well, good. Okay. Well, I'm putting that in. I'm putting it below the rich tea biscuit because because that memory yeah. you have is it's nice, right? only to you. It's a lovely yeah, memory. Yeah, sure, sure. It's a great did story. You, did you not feel in my grandfather's workshop when I uh, eloquently laid out the uh, the exact display of where everything was? Could you could you imagine yourself there, or were you just Sorry. like, he's talking again? Please make it stop. Get I, I, no, 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 I was right. I was right there with you, and I was okay. um, I was feeling it, man. I was feeling mm. it. I was feeling that that hunger of youth, that that mm. vigor, mm. that um, that tunnel vision to get to the biscuit. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Yeah, I think why. Well, yeah, maybe this is where my love of biscuits has stemmed from. Thinking about it, that's every singular. time you have a biscuit, you're going through that same routine mentally in your subconscious. That's I also you're... I also climb up shelves to get to them, regardless <laughs> if I'm uh, tall enough now or not. I still like to uh, position myself, elevate myself above it, so that I can get the purchase that I need. Good. Anyway, right. Well, my lovely. One. There we go. So, so I am going to go with uh, a biscuit which goes back even further than the rich tea. Whoa! Going back to okay. a biscuit which originates in the twelfth century. Can I take a guess as to what this might be? Yes. Is it? Well, okay, first and foremost, was this also developed in Scotland or the Highlands? It was developed in Scotland. Is it a smaller loaf, if you will? It's, um, yes, I see what you're saying, yes. So it is shortbread. It is shortbread. Right, okay, good. It okay. is shortbread. Well, yeah, okay, 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 let's, let's hear it. Why is this so deserving? Because um, you can't not like shortbread. Mm. I've never met a man, a woman, a child, a you know, giraffe that doesn't like shortbread, man. Like 
it's sweet it's got a satisfying like yeah. weight to it it's weighty yeah it, it does um, you're right you can break it in half and it has a nice kind of clunk to it like a does yeah. i'm imagine i'm imagining it now just snapping it it's yeah. a snap isn't it it's a snap you have, to, you have to put some you have to put some heft into it to snap yeah it. yeah and you'll get yeah. little crumbs. you can like dab your finger on the crumbs and then eat the crumbs as well it's um it's, it's great man and like uh it's again it's great with tea mm-hmm. these are good with tea coffee probably not quite as good with coffee but definitely with tea very good i don't think many biscuits go well with coffee i think there is one but it's not there my- is there is one, and I know which one you, you're referring to. The caramelized sort of, the the little one you get on the side of every coffee in the world. Bosco. It's called Bosco, isn't it? Oh, I thought it was called Lotus. The Lotus Bosco? Maybe. Let's say let's say the Lotus Bosco. Sounds like a really great name for a club, like a kind of in Havana or something. Yeah. Anyway, so there, there is that one for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really have any any nostalgic memories i just know that it's great and this wherever you go i guess eating it makes me think about a summer's day okay interesting i'm thinking about summer's day and maybe i'm out i'm out in some kind of green arena a garden if you will or a park maybe there's like a picnic rug yeah we're sat cross-legged yeah um the tweet of the birds um someone's pouring coffee or tea in this case into a thermos into the um into the plastic the yeah, yeah. lid doubles up as a mug. Yeah. And suddenly these wonderful shortbreads appear on a on a plate in the in the centre. They just teleport themselves in. Yeah, teleport themselves yeah. in. Teleporting um, shortbread. I like it. And before you know it, you're essentially in some kind of utopia fantasy land where you're having shortbread and there's rainbows and unicorns and everything. Oh, sounds wonderful. delightful. Yeah. Um another fact, um the actual first printed recipe of shortbread goes back to seventeen thirty six. From a Scotswoman named Mrs. McClintock. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. Do you know what I find very interesting about shortbread? And I think this is the only biscuit that does this. Yeah. You can basically buy it from every single gift shop in the world. It's always there. And it's normally features a depiction of either something ludicrously Scottish (laughs) or... Uh, of the attraction where you are. So I remember when I was in Paris last year, and I, the last thing I was expecting to see in... Sorry. Sorry. In Paris, the, the capital of, you know, cu- culinary world, if you like, or so I, I suppose that privilege goes to Lyon, but regardless, same country. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't expecting to see shortbread with a picture of the Eiffel Tower on, but yet there it was, bold as brass. Everyone loves shortbread. And also, yeah. does they always put dogs on shortbread as well i've noticed that yes the west highland white terriers yes and tartan tartan yes they really do dine out on that scottish aesthetic with shortbread don't they yeah absolutely so it's interesting when you were saying about your depiction of how you when you're most enjoying your shortbread is in a summer's day mine would be quite literally the polar opposite whereas it would be dark it would be cold there would be a roaring fire hmm. uh, and you'd be having shortbread in that capacity interesting so I, yeah yeah well, I, I guess you can eat it i mean winter you can have it anywhere you want summer. maybe you shouldn't eat it in the spring or autumn but i i would say just eat it whenever you want where's the weirdest place you think you could eat shortbread the moon Oh, okay. I was going to say in water. I don't think I would be comfortable eating shortbread while submerged, or not not fully submerged, but you know, 
like I wouldn't have I mean I would have it in a bath I suppose because that's quite decadent okay, but I would, so if I was in the sea and you know I'm, I'm swimming and there's a a boat which passes me by and offers me some shortbread I think I'd say no I think that's because it would make you feel a bit thirsty as well <sighs> got the whole whole sea in front of me mate I could just drink that you know well you could I think nothing you... wrong with that is there yeah absolutely fine Please don't drink the sea. People. I won't drink. Um, no, don't drink the sea. So look, look I've got a, a couple of other nice little facts for you. I think these are interesting. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So the reason that shortbread is cut into triangles. Oh, yes. Right, is because it's made to resemble the petticoats, which medieval ladies like the Mary Queen of Scots would have worn. So when you're having that triangle piece of um, shortbread, it's not always in a triangle. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, though. That's the traditional it. way. Mm-hmm. That's why. Um, and also... Yeah, and also there is a, um, a National Shortbread Day, which is January the 6th. So we missed it. Ah, oh, gutted. But now you go, right, you have Christmas, hooray, then you look forward to New Year, hooray, and then you're like, oh, no, it's January, man. Like, yeah. Drink alcohol, etc. Hold up. Um, shortbread hold season. Up. January 6th is National Shortbread Do you Day. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually bread. writing a note of this in my phone's calendar right now, Ralph, just so you know. January the 6th, I'm going to have some shortbread. Okay, and next what, year, we yeah. are going to sit by a roaring fire. And yeah. We're going to eat it together, and that's what okay. we're going to do. Oh, that sounds lovely. Okay, let's do that. All right. Great. Done. Um, thank Where you. I, I like those facts. They're very nice. Right, well, should we take a short recess? and well, we then need to, We need to decide where it goes in the list first. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I've, I've ruined that again every time. I just get so excited <laughs> you know, about talking about these things with you. Um... Well, I mean, I you've sold it to me so much so I think it deserves the top spot. Okay, well let's ah. let's do it. I'm I'm with you. Let's do it. Let's pop him up there. The bar has been set high. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, that being said, let's take a quick recess and then I'll come back and talk to you about another biscuit. And if that doesn't entice you to keep listening, frankly, I don't know what would. Okay, so again, this biscuit has a memory attached for me, not as vivid or as beautiful as the one I concocted at my nanny's house, but this is all about school lunches. So when I was at school, I would always get a packed lunch. Uh, yeah. My mum would, more often than not, put the following ingredients into it. There was a sandwich, which was usually cheese-based. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes, uh, sometimes a boiled egg, hard-boiled egg. Um, a packet. Of school, the 19th century. <laughs> it feels like it. Wait for it. Some, some California sun-dried uh, raisins. Do you know the little red packet? Yeah, all the kids used to have them. We never got given those, and I was always a bit jealous. Oh, I loved them. I did actually. To be fair, I know how much I, I knew people like you because people would try and trade mm. for my raisins. They're also um, a classic school trip little snack, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Well, it's because they're like they're small, right? And they're a little bit healthy, I suppose. Yeah, sweet. I don't know what's the what's the nutritional value of a raisin. Well, it's going to have. Yeah, it's going to have some some vitamin C in it. Um, yeah, got a lot of sugar. Mm. Um, Recurring sugars. Hmm. 
whichever but, um, of the good ones. I think it'll be it'll be yeah, it'll be pretty good for you. I think give you a little energy boost. Can't see anything wrong with that. Okay, well, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Um, then there would sometimes, oh, sometimes this is the glory times. There'd be a packet of hula hoops, normally yeah. original flavor, and on yeah. and sometimes. Oh, and this was when it was you know, you knew you'd done something right in the eyes of your mother. You'd get a wagon wheel. Well, a wagon wheel for sure. Wag- wagon wheels, yeah. man. I mean, and I'm not talking about the frankly piss poor of attempt of recreating what they have in the shops now, because I see wagon wheels now on display and I'm borderline disgusted because not only do they not have the I, frankly iconic packaging that old wagon wheels used to have with, you know, a wagon on the front, which goes hand in hand. That's not even there anymore. They've done away with that uh, iconography. Um and also, they are so much smaller to a ridiculous size. And get this, if you get a multi-pack, they're not even individually wrapped anymore. Mm, well, that's better for the environment. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, fine. All right. Well, you got me on that. Fine. Look, I've got a memory about this because yeah. um, it's not about eating it. It's about the first time I ever even heard of their existence. Yeah, okay. I'm, yeah, I, I get this. So my, my uncle was talking about some party that we we're going to have. And he said, and there's going to be wagon wheels. And I said, and I, so I thought, wow, there's going to be massive wheels. From oh, wagon- the disappointment you must have faced. Well, no, because, well, yes. But because then, like, my mum said something. I was like, what, a wagon wheel? You know, what's that? And she was like, oh, it's like something you can eat. So I was thinking there'd be these huge chocolate wagon wheels. <laughs> and dude, I was so disappointed. I was so Oh, disappointed. no. Anyway, yeah. So someone passed you this small red circular packet and you're like, what's this? <laughs> what? So I was like, that's a really small wagon. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And is this a uh, wagon for ants? Yeah. Um, yeah, they were. But you're right. I think it was i loved opening them mm. it was kind of like i have the same thing with mini baby bells i don't really like the cheese but my god do i love opening a mini baby bell because mm. very satisfying so explain what explain what is in a wagon wheel just in case some people don't know so a wagon wheel i think it is again quite uk centric so i apologize for american audience but you've probably got a similar equivalent so it's essentially a Biscuit base with a marshmallow topping encompassed in chocolate. Mm. But they also brought out jammy wagon wheels. And they were in the blue packet. And they had a very thin layer of jam in between the marshmallow and the biscuit. How did you feel about that? I thought they were overkill, to be honest. I thought Mm -hmm. they were nice, but they were a bit sickly. I... At this point in my life, I didn't realize I had problems with sugar. Um, and I remember kind of feeling a bit tired after eating one. Uh, so clue should have been there from the get-go. But I was always more into the classic anyway, uh, just primarily because it felt like when I see a wagon wheel, I feel like I've done something good. I feel like I've, uh, I've achieved something. Someone's happy with me. Um, I don't eat them anymore, to be honest. I mean, if they're about, I'll, I'll have one. But mm. it's very rare that I will go out of my way to 
buy them in the supermarket. It's but they're but, but they're good. I'm sure that I'm sure they're just as good. So you say uh, the wagon wheel uh, isn't necessarily available in the US, but wasn't it a sort of Wild West design on the package? Yeah, you're right. It was. It was um, the Oregon Trail, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, and it was. And again, I think that was that was a really great way to package it. You know, it's a wagon wheel. Why would you remove the essence of the wagon from the wagon wheel? I don't even know what it is now. What is it? Is it does it just it's say just, wagon wheel? It's just terrible, terrible text. It oh, just says good. wagon wheel in this obnoxious, bold party font. Nah, not a fan. Not a fan. They'll bring it back. They'll bring it back. Oh, well, think- maybe they will. You say that, but you know, we're still waiting for um, was Snickers. The marathon. marathon, right? That's not. You know that's, that's not a comeback, is it? Not to not to go on too much of a uh, tangent, but no, we never do that. God forbid. But when I used to live in London, yeah. um, the big smoke, the big smoke. I was up in the Tuffnell Park, and I was in the garden one day. Right, we had a garden, amazing. Well, you were rich. Different times, different times. Um, and I was in the garden, and I just mowed the lawn, and I looked down, and this will look like a Snickers. Um, uh, pack thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's what looked like a Snickers wrapper, um, and I picked it up, and lo and behold, it was a marathon wrapper. Whoa! And I was like, this was like, I was like, should I keep it? Should I put it in a special box? Like, is it should I bury it back in the soil because this is clearly a time capsule? Yeah. yeah I sell it on eBay. Like, I don't know what to do with this. So I was like, wow, this is this has been here, and it was in really good condition. I think I, I think I took a photo and maybe posted it on Instagram, but like. It was in really good condition, and um, I was like, "Wow, this really is a relic." Yeah, right. Mm. I'm. Uh, do you know what? I'm just going to look up to see how much a marathon bar is on eBay. Oh, do you, do you know something depressing? I'm so sorry, Ralph. You hadn't come across a uh, a haul of past treasures. But they actually rebought them out as a retro special. No. Yeah, sorry, man. Uh, you can actually buy a pack of four for for twenty pounds. Twenty that's, pounds. <laughs> that's not a special anymore, is it? Twenty pounds. Yeah, four. but twenty pounds or time travel. You know, I mean, it's it's a small price to pay. That's true. I oh, you can, you can get actually. No, I tell a lie. I found a. Two pack for five ninety nine. Wow. Okay. So there well, we go. Well, look, All right. Anyway, wagon wheels. Where wagon wheels. Go? Where do they go on the list? Um. Well, they go above pink wafers. Everything does. Well, not everything. You know, the memory. The memory is above. But. Oh, are they better than rich teas? No. No, because you can't even fit them in a cup, can you? To dunk them, they're too big, too unwieldy, yeah. much like a much like a wagon wheel. Exactly. So they go um, three. Okay, three. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Let's go for three. And okay. on that note, I believe it is your pick. It is my pick. So um, I'm going. I'm going to go with a modern contemporary biscuit. Okay. I'm going to tell you why why I like this biscuit. It's because 
As as you know, um, as we said at the beginning of this podcast, I don't really eat many biscuits anymore. I'll eat them if I'm out or whatever. Uh, <laughs> special special occasion. Special occasions, you know. Visiting my gran, she offers me a biscuit from 1984, which is stale. I will still eat it with her. Um, I hate stale but, biscuits so much, <laughs> so much. And um, but there have been one or two occasions when I've gone, okay, do you know what? That biscuit is a biscuit which I know I like, and as biscuits go, it's not that bad for you. Okay. Right? Yeah. So for me, it gives me the satisfaction of the biscuity taste. Yeah, yeah. But also the satisfaction that um, I'm I'm being being nice to myself. Okay. So I'm going to go for the Dove's Farm Organic Wholemeal Digestive Biscuit. Wow. Uh, okay, you've just blown my mind, uh, <laughs> and I look forward to finding out the reasons. Oh, it's well, just that's like, what you just told me. It's just like a regular digestive biscuit, but but it's it's um it's more. It's more savoury, so it's less sweet. Probably fifty percent of the sweetness, if not twenty-five percent of the sweetness. But it's still really Moorish. Like it's still, it's got that slight oat cake kind of. Flavor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's almost halfway between a sweet biscuit and like a, an oat cake, and they're still good in tea. Um, they've got a satisfying crunch to them, and you can you can destroy a pack and not feel like you're gonna have a sort of you know pancreatic attack. Oh, I see. Okay, but. Surely, if you were going to be be good to yourself and still have a little treat, surely you choose something which the original was more, I don't know, uh, flamboyant with sugars or whatnot. Because a digestive, as its original, is pretty plain, right? Yeah, but it's still got a lot it's of It's not sugar. got chocolate on or anything. So I'm surprised that you would choose that biscuit instead of, say, a double choc chip maryland cookie but a, a healthy version of that this is just where i am in my life right now alex I mean, no i mean I, i'm not i'm not i'm not uh, I'm, I'm not i'm not uh, i'm not attacking your choices in any way shape or form i'm just i'm intrigued i think more people would opt for a healthy version of something they particularly know that is you know quote unquote bad for them yeah um mm. Okay, well that's good. Well, I've not, I've, I've not had it. I'm, I'm very intrigued now. Are they? How expensive are they? That's what I'm intrigued to know about. They're probably a little bit more pricey than your average. Let's face it. Hold on, let me have a look. Actually, eighteen pounds per biscuit. Actually, two hundred grams. I don't yeah. know how many biscuits you get in two hundred grams. Um, uh, I don't know. A fair few, I would have thought. It's one pound twenty. I don't know how much uh, your average packet is these days of biscuits. Oh, I mean, you can get a pack of rich tea biscuits for about sixty pence. Okay, so it's probably double, it's okay. double your, your average. Okay, uh, but you get the satisfaction of feeling smug and safe in the knowledge that you're doing your body a service. It's the kind of it's the kind of biscuit where you'd buy it and you just hold it in your hand and just kind of and sort of edge it out away from your body so everyone can see that you've bought it. Just because okay. you know, maybe even take yeah. a selfie with it, post that on Instagram, yeah. yeah, and say how you're about to do some yoga. Wow, nice! I like it. Hashtag living your best life. Hashtag live your best life. Keep it on the real. Keep it right. crumbly. Keep it crumbly. Keep it crumbly. And look, I just want to say, actually, you just said the word crumbly. Hot damn. Cheesecake, buttery biscuit base. Oh, I know it's yeah. not a biscuit, so it's not going in, but I'm just going to give it a little shout out because that actually is probably my favorite thing in the world, that cheesecake base. 
Which surely there must there must be biscuits based around that, surely. Well, I think it's based around digestive biscuits, isn't it? The traditional yeah, biscuit base. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So, um, anyway, just give that shout out. But look. Okay, fair. Look, okay. I, yep. I, I don't know where to put this. You haven't had it before. Um, I guess does it, it's either above or below your pink wafer, I would say. I mean, I, the fact I haven't had it, I think it has to go below, sorry. Okay. I can't really do the, the, the service of my nanny's memory uh, and she can't be overwritten by a biscuit I've never even had. <laughs> it seems a little bit unfair to her, you know? Okay. I think she'd be fine about the wagon wheel because I'm fairly sure she was a, a biscuit connoisseur herself. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Good. So what are, what are the rankings currently? Can we uh, can we get a little rundown? Yeah. Okay, so at number five, we have the organic wholemeal digestive biscuit from Dove's Farm. Yep. Number four is the pink wafer. Number three is the mighty wagon wheel. Number two, the rich tea biscuit. And at number one, the irreplaceable ancient relic of a biscuit, the shortbread. Oh, I'm liking this list. Skid. Okay, well, let's see if I can uh, creep... Uh maybe knock that shortbread off the top spot similar similar um setup actually so we've got the the heft and you get a satisfying crack and i feel like these guys have actually had a bit of a comeback recently um if i was to say that this particular biscuit can be dressed up you could almost personify it and you don't feel bad about eating it in fact it's almost funny do you know what Thank I'm talking about? Thank talking about gingerbread men. Oh. And women. Just gingerbread biscuits, but personified. Mm. Golems, if you like. <laughs> gingerbread golems. Let's just, let's just say it's like that. And I suppose, actually, they kind of are a golem. Because, I don't know if you know about this, but this came up in, in, a, in a Christmas cracker several years ago. And I retained this information. So, thank you christmas cracker manufacturer uh, a gingerbread man is a symbolic meaning of birth or transformation of life because it's put in the oven to be cooked and when it's cooked it's then complete so i guess it is oh. kind of golem right but i feel i feel th- okay so we're talking about biscuits going with uh, hot beverages mm. you know, teal coffee i think a gingerbread biscuit gingerbread man actually goes with a coffee yeah, I can see yeah? that. Yeah, would you say? Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. Like, they've made a bit of a comeback in coffee shops recently. You know, when you you go to you, you you're queuing up and you get that um, snap by purchase decision. There's always a little gingerbread man sat there, and it's normally got like uh, jelly gumdrop buttons and mm. a sad looking face. And you think, yes, I'd like to snap his head and devour it something, with my caffeinated beverage. There's something cannibalistic about eating a gingerbread man, isn't there? There is. There and is. Weird, and there's something very satisfying about that. Oh, there, de- oh, there definitely is. There definitely is. It's the satisfaction of, of breaking a creature's leg and then eating it. Where do you start with a gingerbread man? Which limb do you tear off? Do you know what? I'm. It's pretty bad. I go immediately for the head. I don't, I don't want to see my gingerbread man suffer. You know, I just want to take him out of the game straight away so that I can then feast on his carcass without him suffering more. <laughs> where, do you, where do you go, psychopath? 
do you, do you slowly inch? You have the toes. You just have a nibble at each one, and then you talk to them and say, "Yeah, um, give me, I, give up all your secrets." I think I enjoy the head because it's it's got a, you know it's got a face on it, so I like looking at it. So I'd probably go for a, a limb first. Okay, what kind of what, uh, make what, my way to the head? Yeah, no, I, I actually weirdly now you've said that. Okay, so what I do is I take the head off, but I don't eat the head immediately. So pocket. I'll just have this kind of dismembered, <laughs> this sort of decapitated head of a gingerbread man just staring up at me uh, while I eat the rest of him. But he is dead. So that's the main takeaway. Here's my question for you. Yeah. Do gingerbread men live in gingerbread houses? <laughs> um, that's a good point because I'm guessing the ginger. So gingerbread house was it was German, right? Yes, and that's yeah. So that must, that must be what 16th century. I think so, I believe so. Yeah. So what came first, the gingerbread house or the gingerbread man? Because if the gingerbread house came first, who made the gingerbread house? Did the gingerbread man make the gingerbread house, or did the okay. gingerbread man just live in the gingerbread house? So said gingerbread. I don't have the there. exact fact here. Okay. Um, but well, that's always that's always good. It looks as if the gingerbread house came first, right? In 16th century. And but, then all these bloody gingerbread men moved in. And then it says, Queen Elizabeth I of England is credited with the first gingerbread men. So maybe she made them <laughs> or someone had them made Whoa, for them. Oh, that's crazy. So, so did she yeah. like gingerbread houses but thought, this is too much for one sitting. Mm-hmm. I would like a, a small man to eat. Yeah, to feast on. Maybe, maybe one day the door opened of the gingerbread house and he just went, hello. And then you went, I'll be the Zen, and then shut it. <laughs> well, um, so I've just, I've just literally done a little, little search while you were talking there mm. to a bit more about uh, Elizabeth first, and she actually had gingerbread figures made, presented in the likeness of some of her important guests. Wow! Yeah, but that's fucked up. Like, imagine you go around to someone's meal. Well, someone's someone's house rather and you're having a meal and then you've had you know had a lovely time and the, the conversation's been flowing the wine has been uh, consumed and everyone's having a lovely time then all of a sudden an effigy of yourself is put in front of you and you're made to eat it it's a power play isn't it like it is a power play it's a definite power play i'd feel very very strange about that if you if you were to give me a food which resembled me and then you were like go on then eat it I don't think I'd be very comfortable with that. I'll be honest. I, I can give you a, a memory I have. Okay. And it's not a good, it's not a good memory. Okay. So I remember I got really, really sick when I was about 10. Yeah. And I was ill for about two weeks and I had, you know, had to have, had to have the docs around. So I was so sick and I couldn't stop like being sick. It was like a gastro thing. And um, my last memory of the last thing i ate before that that illness was um a gingerbread man laced with lsd i just remember having this ginger i was at school and they handed out all these gingerbread men and i was like oh and i was, t- I was eating it. i didn't really like it but i made myself eat it because everyone else was eating it. and it just didn't feel right at the time yeah and I, was then, I was then off for two weeks whoa i missed christmas what it was so bad that my parents they had the christmas tree up and they said Young Ralph, as I've probably known back then. Um, <laughs> That's what they addressed to you. you want to, Young you want to Ralph. Up, you want to come upstairs and, and look at the Christmas tree? It's all nicely decorated or whatever. And, um, Hang on, why was your Christmas tree upstairs? 
it was in the living room upstairs. We we had this weird setup. Do you have then. a living room upstairs? That's cool. Well, it was a weird house. It was like a, it was a house. I think it was originally like a bungalow. Yeah. And then they built um, this extra like extension to it, which went up some stairs um, into this big living room, which then went out onto a patio and stuff. So it was it was it was. Well, so the patio was upstairs as well. Yeah. Whoa, that's crazy, man. Yeah, it, it was. It's it's a crazy setup. But anyway, I like I like the sound of that. That sounds very <laughs> sounds like a very um, kind of swanky New York pad. Well, yeah, it wasn't quite that. But anyway, um, so uh, I was so ill I couldn't even go upstairs to look at the tree. Oh no! I could kind of see it twinkling. I could see the reflection coming through a glass door, oh, reflecting man. on on another door, and I was like, I don't care. I'm just trying not to throw up. So um, now I understand why you savour the destruction of a gingerbread man and you start with his limbs and, you know, you want him to feel pain because I think psychologically you remember that and you know what it did to you. And yeah. so you want its entire species to suffer. I do. Okay. On that, on that massive... Okay, on that, on that bombshell. <laughs> Where do they go? Um, I like them. I think they're very good biscuits. I think you can also, you don't, the thing is with a biscuit, right? You feel kind of under, not under obligation, but you eat one. You can't have half a biscuit, can you? Like, no, unless you're mad. You don't have half a biscuit. You have a whole biscuit. But a gingerbread man, you can have a little bit and then put it back. Because it even comes in its own sealed little... Uh, polythene coffin, I suppose, with a. With a they do. Yeah, I mean, they they um they vary I, in I size eat. as well. Would you eat if you had a gingerbread man? Would you eat it in one go? Because I don't think I would. I think depends. I'd take. Depends on the size. I think there's only a regular size, isn't there? A gingerbread man. Uh, yeah, big ones. I probably wouldn't eat it in one go these days. No, I reckon I'd probably have yeah one little limb, maybe two two limbs. Mm. And then and then later on have have it later on. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, based on that, I think it's this is, this is a good biscuit because it keeps giving. Um, I, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going to say it's either number one or number two. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going. Didn't I'm see not, that. I well, no, I mean they made you feel sick for two weeks, so I'm I'd, put as, I'd put it in as number three. Okay, I'll, I'll yeah, okay, let's go for number three for now. <laughs> see if I can see if I can win you over. Maybe whilst we're doing this, I will actually make a small cutout bunting of gingerbread men and hold it up in front of you and just see what reaction it kind of. Uh, you see, evokes. you see, what we should have done is bought some biscuits in advance. Well, we can't, Ralph, because we uh, there's no food anywhere anymore. That's true. That's true, actually. And we probably shouldn't waste food just for a podcast. That's true. We've got to be responsible about these things. We we all know what a biscuit is, a gingerbread right. biscuit. You know? oh, absolutely. All right. Alex, on that note, I think it's probably time we had another break, isn't it? Yeah, why not? I'm feeling giving. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Okay, so we are back and it's my go and I am going to go for... Yeah. The Golden Crunch Cream Ooh. Biscuit. Who is this made by? Fox. Or Foxes, Fox. I think. That's right, yes. Yeah. So, mm. 
I don't have a lot of facts about this, but this would really tempt me. This was like, if someone offered me a golden crunch biscuit, I'd be like, oh yeah, because it's got this, um, it's got three layers, essentially. You've got the base and you've got the top, which is like a, a crumbly, sweet, um, I don't know, it's got like a, it's got this kind of body to it. I can't really, I'm not really sure what the flavour is. I guess the flavour is a bit like the um, the Lotus coffee type. Okay, yeah. So it's yeah, like, yeah. like a dark sugar, like a um, like a dark brown sugar. Do you know what I mean? Like I do know what you mean, yes. I'm trying a richer, to... A richer, less, it's not as sweet, but it's more warming anyway. Definitely more of a dessert biscuit i would say yeah maybe maybe like and you, then, you wouldn't necessarily have this one with tea no this would be maybe. a solo pursuit like oh i fancy a nice little treat mm. or a coffee i think it could go with coffee could go with coffee actually yes that's a good point mm-hmm. but in the middle is again it's got one of these like vanilla layers of um cream in it and you got you know different ways you can eat this but i would i wouldn't crunch straight into it because i, I think you're eating into it too quickly so mm. i would Split it open. Are you one of those guys? Yeah. Yeah, I'd split it open and I'd probably have one layer on its own and then I'd enjoy the cream with the second layer together. Some people might, you might, I think as a kid, I probably then would use my bottom teeth to scrape the cream off that Yeah, bottom. yeah but I wouldn't do it now because it's just a bit disgusting to see that in public, isn't it? So like, the, yeah. this is like the UK equivalent of uh, like a golden Oreo, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's the same same setup, like a, a sand, like a sandwich biscuit. I think it's called. Yeah, this is a very UK heavy biscuit conversation, actually. But it is, I, yeah, but it's good. It's good to know these things because yeah. you know. But you know, if I think about an Oreo, an Oreo cookie, um, they're good, and I know that Americans love them. But whenever I, if I ever have one, I'm always like, yeah, but it's not a British biscuit. You know, it's, it doesn't quite do it for me. They do seem very uh, biscuits. I think in general. I think just the, the word biscuit is very uh, British centric. Yeah. Like I always find saying the word cookie quite strange unless it's like a chocolate chip cookie. Cause you don't really have a chocolate chip biscuit, do you? No. Um, but what, 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 what is your preferred, preferred terminology? Would it be biscuit or cookie? Oh, biscuit. I mean, cookie is completely cookie in America is a general term for biscuits. Right. Whereas a, a cookie, so what, where does a fortune cookie is, fit a, is, a, is a biscuit of itself? So where does a fortune cookie fit into all this? It's dang. That's just not. Is that a biscuit? <laughs> well, I don't know. Is it? Well, I mean, if if cookie is technically biscuit, I guess it, it probably technically is a biscuit. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. It could be like the whole Jaffa cake thing. Is it a cake or a biscuit? <sighs> Who cares? Basically, life's too short. Um, but that's the way the cookie crumbles is mm. way better than saying that's the way the biscuit crumbles. Yeah, because it's got Maybe. the alliteration. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you've cracked that one. Yep, good one. That's the way the yeah. biscuit bumbles. That's, <laughs> that's the way the biscuit, the biscuit breaks. breaks. That's the way the biscuit breaks. Oh, that's quite nice as well. I prefer cookie crumbles. It's nice to say. It's fun, it's just isn't it? Nice to say that, isn't it? Cookie crumbles. That's cookie, like is, good... cookie is way more fun to say. Cookie crumbles. That's a great. That that's like cellar door, isn't it? Cookie crumbles. Yeah, it's lovely. Ah. It's really nice the way it rolls cookie. off the tongue. 
Yeah, I just want to use, I'm going to have an album and I'm going to name it Cookie Crumbles. Cookie Crumbles. I'm going to have a town and call it Cookie Crumbles, actually. Oh, that's good. Like, that's and I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so something like um, Angel Falls and Cookie Crumbles is their next door neighbor. Never mind. Anyway, um, okay, sorry for that little derailing. And there's only, do you know, there's only 78 calories in a, um, in a Golden Crunch. Is there? So that's not too bad. You can have one of those and not worry about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, you, they're quite hard to find, though, aren't they? Yeah, they are these days. They are. I think you'll get them. You'll get them in like a maybe a fancier, maybe a slightly fancier supermarket. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I tend to think McV- well, not McVitie's. Foxes are a slightly more upmarket biscuit. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. They've uh, they've edged themselves just above, haven't they? Yeah. I, I mean, they're they're, they're they're no they're no Borders biscuits. No. Okay, well, look, where would you place that? I know where I would place it. Um, okay, well, I'll be honest with you. I know of the biscuit, obviously. Um, I don't really have it that often. It's certainly not in my biscuit repertoire or my biscuit tin, if you, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but... When on occasion I do have one, I do go, oh, yeah, I forgot how good these are. Yeah, they're really it's good. It's that biscuit. It's the one where you go, oh, yeah, these are good. Yeah. So I would, I'd be happy with four, four or five. See, I'd put it above the wagon wheel. Really? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'd, All put, right. I'd put it right up there, maybe even above the rich tea biscuit. <laughs> Don't think so, somehow. All right, go above wagon wheel. Okay. Yeah. And at number three, the Golden Crunch. And you bought this on yourself, Wagon Wheel, for changing the packaging. So yeah, think on. Okay, lovely. Oh, I enjoyed that one. Thanks, Ralph. No problem. Okay, uh, go for it. See right. I am going a little bit off-road with this one. <clears throat> because this is a biscuit, but you do not have it on its own. This is a biscuit that requires an accompaniment. And that accompaniment is not tea or coffee, which we have recently, you know, also discussed. This requires cheese. Ah. Now, I found the concept of this when I first laid my eyes upon it very strange indeed, because as a child, I was never really introduced into cheese and biscuits. It was always cheese and crackers, never cheese and biscuits. And I, rem- <laughs> I distinctly remember the time... I was around my godfather's house and my parents were there and he bought out all these cheeses and he went, oh, I've forgotten the biscuits. I was like, what? Why are we having biscuits? There's cheese on the table. Uh, And he came back with, and this is where it really goes strange for me, a biscuit which has, (laughs) which looks like a loaf of bread and says Hovis on it. Now, for Uh those who don't know, Hovis is a, a bread manufacturer from the north of north of england and these hovis biscuits are essentially a digestive biscuit right but they are to be had with cheese Uh, i like biscuits i like cheese chances are these are a winner right you would you you've presumably had these before 100%, 100%, yeah, and I agree with you. It has to be with cheese. Um, I mean, you, you, yeah, you, you might, you might, 
You might have one when you think you're slightly overdosed on cheese and you're not sure you can have any more. You might have one of these on its own to just just kind oh, of have to, re, to yeah, reset. Yeah, yeah. You'll reset, yeah. and then you'll be like, right now I can get some more in. Oh yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's the yeah. That's interesting to break the because cheese can be very overpowering at times. Well, so anyway, while I was writing this list earlier on, yeah, I thought to myself, oh, I wonder what biscuits we actually have in the house. And I came across some Hovis biscuits. Oh. And I also have in my possession some cheese. Now, I've not had this combination for quite a while. So, okay, which, which cheese have you got there? I've got some mature cheddar okay. with me. And I'm just going to place my, you can see it on the webcam here, I'm going to place my cheese upon yeah. my. A nice sliver of cheese there. Thank you very much. Yeah, perfectly cut. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my honest opinion because yeah, honestly, right. I can't remember. I, th- I think I like it a lot, but we're going to go. All right. Do it. Okay, he's chewing. Probably hear him slightly there. He's thinking. He's slightly off camera. He's coming back. Doesn't look convinced. He's in. He's in steady thought. I'm wondering, like cheese and and crackers and so on. You normally have that, and you've probably got a bit of booze flowing as well. I wonder if you're missing a uh, an alcoholic beverage to um to help that sink down. That's not very pleasant. Ooh, we see. It's, ju- it's very jarring. I think there's contact. Very, it's very jarring. I think maybe a slither of butter would also work. And I think you're right when you when you're saying about having some booze, like or some pickle or chutney, which is obviously another classic yeah. cheese pod. Maybe it's meant to fall that as well. But just as a no, do you no, think? I didn't like that. Maybe the reason it says hovis is because you're supposed to have two, and you make a mini sandwich. Oh, you make a mini sandwich. And so you put your your pickle, and you put your cheese, and you put whatever oh else. Oh my you- god, you might be right. Mm. Oh, Ralph. As as usual, bringing the truth bombs. Hey, I, I do my best. I do my best. Okay, well, look, Alex, I mean, you haven't really sold that to me, to be honest. No, I haven't sold it to myself, to be honest with you, mate. Like, I honestly, I mean, this was in, this made the list for me. I was like, oh, brilliant. And then I thought, oh, I wonder if we have any. And we, as luck had it, we did. If we didn't have them, I would have been singing the its praises. But actually, no. No, that's... Uh, it's not very good at all. That's that's going to the bottom. That's where that's going. Wow. And, and so what we call it, the Hovis cheese biscuit? Hovis cheese, Hovis cheese biscuit, yeah. Oh, I'm quite disappointed, actually. I was, on, I was on quite a high up to that point, and now... You either want cheese or biscuit. You don't want both. It's weird. Well, I don't know if that's true. I think they're, they're definitely... I think a lot of it's context. I think... Yeah, maybe, this. maybe. Um, anyone who has a differing opinion on any of these biscuits, please let us know because yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I've, if, I mean, I've ha- we've had feedback from several people who have literally said I sometimes shout at the screen, um, but feel free to shout at us. You know, video all yourself cap- shouting at us. All, um, all, all caps on Twitter at uh, yeah. mylistcast. Basically, we feed off um, off trolls. So <laughs> yes, yeah, we're uh, like suck suck you by. Yeah, yeah, they're like gingerbread men for us. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, right. This is my last one. Crikey! This is the last round. This is that moment in um, in Rocky Four when you know it's make or break time, last man standing. And if you listen in the background, they've got the commentary, got the main commentary, but it's so much detail in that film. 
but in the background there is like a another commentary team um, oh yeah from another country and you just hear someone go this is the last round and you just hear that in the background but um round, round, and that always that used to always get me so pumped mm. um anyway well let's so, let's hope it does the same for you right now okay right so is this is this your is this your rocky biscuit is this your this is your he's coming in uh, all all guns firing No, I wouldn't say no. that. Try right, okay, fine. Well, that's not climatic, but thank you. I, I, I don't. Right. I don't have a killer biscuit. I can't think of one. But okay, I've got another. I've got one which, I guess, it takes it takes the digestive biscuit. Yeah. Does it's it take the biscuit? <laughs> uh, certainly does. Um, it takes your classic digestive, and mm. what it does, it adds a thin layer of caramel. Oh, and a thin layer of chocolate. Oh, so it becomes the caramel digestive. Right, right. It doesn't. Mm. Sorry, the, the thin layer of chocolate is there all along, but the it adds the thin layer of caramel. And um, I've always found with digestive biscuits that, yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's classic again. It's a good dunker. Um, they don't, they don't blow my mind. Mm. However, the caramel digestive. It gives it this little chewiness to it, especially if they're mm. slightly chilled, slightly, slightly, slightly chilled, and um, it just—it's just—it just—it just—it's a game changer for me when it comes to digestive biscuits. I will, I will, I could munch through a pack easily. So uh, let me let me get this straight. The digestive biscuit is just the biscuit, right? Just the base, the classic digestive. Then you've got the chocolate digestive, which is the digestive biscuit with chocolate on. And now you're going up an echelon and you're saying this is digestive base, chocolate, and now caramel. Yeah, sorry. I guess it is the chocolate caramel digestive. Is this, so this is the hierarchy of the digestive. So is this the, is this the peak of the digestive or do we, do we go further? Is there, is there, is there marshmallow that can be added? Is there chili? I don't know. I think I think this is the the top tier of digestive. I think this is as far as it goes. This is the king, the king of the digestive world. Exactly, and um, it's actually it's ranked number twenty two out of the twenty seven best biscuits in the world by the Telegraph. Oh, now I really want to know what the number one best digest best biscuit in the world is. Okay, I'm gonna have a quick look. Actually, uh, should we no? Should we save it for the end? Okay. So don't don't tell me yet. You, you've, you've got the knowledge. When well, I do my last pick, then we can... I really wish can... I'd actually looked at this before I, uh, <laughs> before I compiled my list. Well, you know, we've got honourable mentions. Hmm, interesting. Okay. So so that, that's it. That's all I've got to say about that. It's just taking a classic biscuit. It's adding an extra layer, literally. Yeah. Um, and for me, that extra layer not only adds flavour, but it also adds texture. Hmm. Yeah, I mean... I think aesthetically they look very nice. Uh, I think you're right. You get that little chewy crunch, which is quite delightful. Dances yeah. along the tongue. Um, f- I think for me, too too sweet. You can maybe I could maybe have one, and then I'd be like, oh, I'm done. But it is a treat. Um, so I like I like I like the setup. Okay. So where 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 do you think this is deserving to go? I mean, I would put it above Wagon Wheel, but 
most mine I'd put above wagon wheel. My, um, most, you hate wagon wheels. We we get it, Ralph. I don't hate them. I just not that. Okay. That they're not all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, You're not not um, plussed. Not plussed. How, I mean, how do you feel about that though? Have you had? Uh, one? Yeah, I've had I've had one. <laughs> I've had I've had a, a singular one. Yeah, good. They're good. Um, but like I say, I have one and I'm done. But if I think about it in that time, yeah, they're good. So, yeah, fuck wagon wheels. Let's let's let's, let's put it above. Uh, below the golden crunch. I think it's below the golden crunch. I think golden crunch look more interesting as well. Like they've really, I feel like, even though they've added this layer of chocolate and caramel to this uh, king of biscuits, yeah. it's still the same tired old formula, isn't it? You know, the Fox's crunch cream and the Oreo, they reinvented the biscuit. Yeah. And I, I've got a lot of time for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alex, you hit me with your final, final mega, mega punch. Final mega punch. Right. I'm going to go, I've, I've, I've gone back and forth in my mind a few times, you know, but I'm going to stick with it. Okay, a biscuit I particularly enjoy is, and I suppose it comes in the form of a cookie, which is still a biscuit, but I'm talking about oatmeal raisin cookies. Okay. Yep. Okay? Yeah. Because I, I think they taste great. I mean, I'm aware that they are pretty damn sugary. Uh, because I think that's the kind of binding agent between them. But there's something, I think it might be the way they're, they're packaged or something. Because, you know, you get like double chock chip chunk cookies. And I just think, no way, Jose. Like, not unless I want a coma. Um, but with oatmeal raisin, there's something yeah. kind of outdoorsy about them. There's yeah. something alpine. You, you you have one and you go, oh, now I'm going to go for a, a hike in the highlands mm-hmm. or something. Um they go incredibly well with a cup of tea. Like mm. I would say possibly the best accompaniment as a biscuit could be. Mm-hmm. Um, they're normally very large. So it's got that lovely sharing kind of nature. The only thing I don't like about them. And I think you hit the nail on the head when we talk about shortbread is that lovely satisfying clunk when you snap it in half, mm. you don't get that. You get this kind of like almost limp, sludgy tear you know it's very slow to 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 tear off and give to people yeah Um, but i like i like the fact that they are large and you can share them to my knowledge you can't really get them as regular size cookies they're always these sort of big ones yeah enormous face sized kind of and they have they have a bit of a stretch to them don't they yeah they do i think that's what i was talking about that's what i meant sorry about the 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 tear it's not that Mm. clunk it's the stretchy kind of gooeyness if you like oh i'm i'm a yeah i'm a big fan of a good cookie like for sure and i think everything you're saying about these is true you almost Mm. see it as a there's something that seems healthy about it, doesn't there? Yeah, like, I think I think this is going back to what you were saying about your healthy biscuits, mm. and maybe this is my cheap my cheap biscuit because I know it's not good. I know I know they're sugary, but I go well, you know, it's got raisins in, right? That's fruit. <laughs> like, I suppose the closest you could get with this would be something like a Garibaldi biscuit, which yeah. is oh, which is shortbread and raisins. So actually, combining. The two but it's not the same though but it's not the same you're right because it's thin that's why i thought, I thought about the gary Bordy and i thought nah nah it's not quite yeah that. 
bit a bit old school, bit, down, but... bit too old school as well, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, so that's my my final one is the oatmeal raisin cookie. Okay, well, look, I think that's quite high on the list. I think it's pretty high, to be fair with you. Mm. I'm thinking maybe number two. Yeah. 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 Being agreeing there. Yeah, we are. Okay, all right. Okay, so that's our choices. Now, I'm very excited to learn about the the nation slash world's choice. So, so should we do? Okay, we'll we'll go through some of the nations ones, and I guess. And some of those will be our, will also be they can double up as our um, honourables. Honourables. Yeah. Um, and then we'll then we'll have a little break. Yep. And then we'll come back. With then we'll our... come back and we'll discuss. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So so look, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout some names out, right? Okay. Yep. And you, so you tell me who are was that That's one not. which I which I regret not having. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to, one which is, I think it's incredible that you can literally only have one, I think, at a time, is the macaron or macaroon. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, you know, works, so of, works of art. Works yeah, of art. works of art and so beautifully sweet, okay? Right, that's, what's, the, that's, what's the flavour of a macaroon, though? Because do they differ uh, dependent on colour? Yeah, they do differ. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like a fragrance that goes through. Mm, yeah, they're a... They're, they're, strong biscuits and as in like so light and they ha- again they have this chewiness to them and they're, they're they're a lovely little biscuit um the viennese whirl oh yes oh yeah you're right okay. yeah viennese was interestingly these are all well the two you've mentioned so far are very european yes so i think the macaroon is italian i'm assuming yeah i think so and i'll take a wild guess and say that the viennese whirl is austrian <laughs> You're probably right yes. there. Um, and then, look, I'm going to name some other, because I reckon some people will be frustrated, because we, we left out some classics, and I'm going to just get real these off. Yeah. The Bourbon. Not a fan, but yeah, okay. Same. I'm not a fan of those. The Custard Cream. I do like a Custard Cream. I To me, that I used to love them when I was a kid, now I find them overwhelming. Yes. Like, too much. I, too sweet. They're the, they're, the, they're the vanilla pink wafers, aren't they? Yeah. Pink pink wafers yes i was gonna say pink panther that's incorrect it's one that as a kid was always my favorite but i've fallen off it as an adult yeah the jammy dodger oh that's interesting because there's two types of jammy dodger there's the classic jammy dodger which Mm -hmm. i think is pretty gross but then there's this kind of saint the supermarket jammy dodger which i quite like it's a lot softer it's not as the jam isn't like tar in these ones it's actually you know actual jam and then you've got the malted milk biscuit. Now, these are the ones which had the little animal-like prints on them. Yes, the cows. Yeah. And the they've cow got biscuits. like a ridged edge. Yeah. Oh, they're bloody great. They're oh, great. Oh, that should have gone in my list. Mm. And then two oh, more. I wasted it on a bloody che- on a biscuit with cheese. Could have had the cow biscuits. Bugger. All right. The, the club biscuit. What's the club biscuit? No, the the club. It's you're getting your pack lunch, but like a penguin. Oh yeah. Oh god, penguins. Oh god, I can't believe I didn't think of a penguin. Penguin's quite similar to a bourbon. No, you're dreaming. Anyway, but the club biscuit is. I'm quite a big fan of clubs actually. Um, and then and then number one, which I am not in agreement with, but for the Telegraph back in 2016, yeah. their number one was the Cadbury's finger. No, whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, what, a, what a subpar biscuit that is. It's not they, even a biscuit, it's a chocolate. They've got all sorts in here, man. They've got Kit Kats in here. I don't really consider that a biscuit. It's a Kit Kat biscuit. Like, where do we draw the oh, line? No, I wouldn't say a Kit Kat was a biscuit. I'd say it was more of a confectionery item. And also, party rings. Now, oh, I don't know. Yeah. You, know what, you know why I don't like these? Because they make me think of kids' parties and, like, sticky yeah. fingers and people, like... And, you know, just really bad, just the hygiene being, yeah, kids but being. One, one thing, one thing I will, I will say, actually, and I probably should brought yeah. this up. There's been a resurgence in creating miniature versions of a lot of classic biscuits and the party rings fell into this. So you can buy miniature party rings because I think a party ring is like, it's all that icing. It's like, oh, that's a lot. a lot. You get a mini one, all of a sudden, hello palatable okay. i'll have a few thank you very much okay um but yeah they're, well they're good right well look should we take okay. a break let's make sure we have this lift and we'll come back and do the definitive. okay let's do that great look forward to okay. it Okay, so we are back in the room and we are here with the definitive top 10 list. Telegraph, that's old man, 2016. 27, who comes up with a number like 27? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make me want to read it, that's for sure. 10. Perfect. Is an ancient number. Digestible, if you will. It is digestible. Ralph, hit me with the rundown. Countdown, rundown, rundown, countdown. Ralph, hit me with the countdown. So at number 10, we have the Hovis Cheese Biscuit. I regret that decision. Um, maybe, as I say, a bit of pickle, a bit of butter would be good or better. Number nine, the Dove's Farm Organic Wholemeal Digestive. The fanciest biscuit I've ever known about. Desperate to try it. It's my birthday coming up as well. So, you know, mm. keep that in mind. Number eight, the Pink Wafer. Uh, Nanny's Cupboard, which is... <laughs> Really not a euphemism in any way. Number seven, the wagon wheel. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Number six, the gingerbread man. Uh, Who came first, gingerbread man or the gingerbread house? A German treat, either way you look at it. Number five, the caramel digestive. It's something very sexy about this biscuit. I like it. Four, the golden crunch. Yeah, it says what it does on the tin, doesn't it? Golden, crunch, I like it. Indiana Jones, that's what I think of, probably because of the idol. Number three, the rich tea biscuit. Classic, absolute classic. Goes well with tea. Number two, two, the oatmeal raisin cookie. Let's strap one in a backpack and go on a hike. And number one, the infamous, the king of all biscuits the shortbread there can only be one however that one is in every gift shop available across the land and that there that there can only be one comment also applies to the gingerbread man when you chop its head off that's very true yes we should perhaps recreate the end scene of highlander with shortbread and gingerbread and what I love about the end scene of Highlander is that when he does his bit where he becomes out one with the, um, what's it called? The weird yeah, yeah, yeah. consciousness yeah. spirits. 
um, The Quickening. It's The Quickening, isn't it? Uh, it's called when, The Quickening, because the second when, film is called The Quickening. Yeah. So when Highlander becomes a one with The Quickening, you can actually see cables holding him up in the air, <laughs> which is great. That's my favourite <laughs> moment. Very good. Well, thank he you. has a little biscuit. Well, and he has a little biscuit. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for, for joining me on this Biscuit Odyssey, Ralph. I very much enjoyed that. It's obviously a, a joy to see your face across this uh, webcam also. When will we see each other again, Alex? When will we see each other again? Uh, Ralph, I don't know. But just know you're always with me in spirit. Yeah. And we'll continue to do these as you know, as, in this format for as long as we need to. But then... There's no stopping us. No holds barred. We're going to be together again. And it'll be glorious. We're going to eat some biscuits together. We'll have some biscuits, definitely, for sure. But not in any of those bloody Hovis ones with cheese. No. All right, guys. So thank you so much for joining us. I hope everyone is well during this time. And, um, yeah, if you want to comment, if you want to argue with us or debate, then at my cast on Twitter... We still haven't got Instagram rolling, despite promising that last week, I believe, or the week before. Um, so, um, hey, we will get there eventually. Uh, but it's been a pleasure. Indeed it has. Thank you very much, guys, and catch you next time. 